Welcome to the Raising Confident Girls podcast, your guide to raising strong, confident daughters. I'm Melissa Jones, the founder of Girls Positivity Club and a teacher for over 20 years. In a world where girls often feel overwhelmed, anxious, and confused, this podcast is your go-to space. As caregivers, we navigate challenges together. I founded Girls Positivity Club to provide a place where you belong and get the tools to face today's hurdles. Consider this your regular check-in with a trusted friend, offering insights and practical tips for meaningful conversations. I'm here to help you feel confident on this journey of raising a generation of empowered girls. Let's dive in and raise those confident girls together. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm so grateful that you're here. It means the world that you would take time to listen, and I hope that you're getting a lot of value from these podcasts. And if it is your first time with me, then welcome. I'm so happy that you are here today, and my intention is always to share practical tools and tips that and insights that you can share um, with your daughter and use in your everyday life. And, you know, recently I got a message from a mom who said that one of the episodes really hit home with just the way that she could understand how other girls thought too. And it really opened my eyes to how important it is for us to not only be able to use these insights for our own girls in our lives, but in also how to see how others could view situations too. It's always really helpful. So that always means the world. And what we're going to talk about today is something that I heard in a book that was really powerful. I'm a big audio book person. I like physical books too, but I tend to fall asleep. If I, you know, like read in bed or something, I I tend to fall asleep. I like to read like while I'm traveling and things like that, physical books. But the audio book really is about being a better communicator because I'm always, I think from being a teacher, I find comfort in learning and I'm just always trying to grow myself and um, find things that'll help my life, which then can help the girls. I always try and, you know, think of like, how could I apply this to the girls and how could I use this to help moms? So I heard this quote from John Maxwell, who is a leader in communication and among other things, he's an incredible human. And he learned it from a baseball player, like a famous baseball player named Rex Hadler. And the quote is this, be a fountain, not a drain. And I thought that was so powerful because, you know, being a fountain can mean so many things and not being a drain can also mean so many things. So I thought I'd use that today to share some insight about fountains and drains in your daughter's life and how that could apply to her, how it could apply to you, how could it apply to, you know, outside people and situations too. So when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And it got me thinking about like, what does that actually mean? So when I think of a fountain, I think of overflowing, water flowing. Um, Often to me, it feels really fresh when you're standing around a fountain. It feels very, um, you feel like uplifted and and centered and, and just, I've never really stood in front of a fountain and thought, I felt horrible, you know, unless maybe it stunk or something, which I've never really seen a fountain or been around one like that. But anytime I see one, even I think it just makes me feel peaceful. And 
when you think of a drain, no one really looks at a drain and goes, oh, yeah, that feels great. You know what I mean? By drain, you just think like, oh, it's draining water or it's draining unwanted things. So really this idea is is good because um, you can use this with your daughter and, and framing like people in her life, how she wants to show up in her life and how you want to show up in your life too. So it's like, you know, when you are a fountain, you are pouring into others, you are, you know, giving off your best, everything. And it, again, I always know that I don't mean that we ever ignore that we have, you know, other feelings that are negative or that are challenging or things like that. What I mean is as much as possible intending to pour into others, to pour into yourself, to help people feel good when you're around them and, you know, and I, and not be a drain. And I think it's, it's okay completely to share things that are bothering you and like vent and things like that. I don't think that's what being a drain is, but we all know those people that we've been around where you feel worse when you leave, you know, like either they're really gossipy or they just complain all the time, not in a normal way, but just that's all they do is complain or talk about people. And you just feel like that ick, you know, after you're around them. And, you know, the opposite, when you're around people that are fountains, you feel great around them, you want to be around them, it's almost like you're drawn to that. And I think even with a fountain, you hear the water, like in, in real life, you hear the water and you're like, it's like curiosity, you're wanting to go near it. And in, I think about even in growing up in school, I never really had favorite teachers. I know that sounds strange because... I was a teacher for so long, for 23 years, and I still consider myself a teacher. And it's like, I never had that feeling of feeling seen really by any of my teachers. And, and that, that was really sad to me because in, in my experience in growing up, it was the popular kids who got all of the attention from the teacher and and I did have teachers who helped me and things like that, but I never really felt a bond with a teacher. And I think, you know, teachers are such an important part of your kids' lives. And I even think about like my own teenager who, you know, when he hasn't connected with teachers, he often doesn't do well in that class because it's harder, you know, when, when there's a disconnect. And so for me, I not having that in my growing up years of feeling seen by teachers and feeling that warmth consistently, I really wanted to be that for kids. So that was my big driving force in wanting to be a teacher was I wanted to develop those relationships because I believe that when you have those relationships with students, and I know that kids all need different things from us, but when you do have that close relationship, it, or even know them as people, it opens up that door to them feeling accepted for who they are. They learn better. They feel more in touch with what you're teaching them and everything else. So, you know, that to me is being a fountain. And it goes, even today, I heard, you know, a girl telling me in a session, like, the teachers that she feels care about her by doing simple acts like, hi, how are you? Like saying hello 
is a fountain moment for her. So if you think of like a fountain moments or drain moments, going back to the quote, it's like saying hello and making eye contact with someone is a way to make them feel seen, especially like this girl in particular is in middle school. And I think a lot of times, especially then, a lot of girls can feel invisible and trying to find their place and find their people. I mean, I think that's really a work in progress for all of us, isn't it? It's like, we're all trying to find those people that we feel good around and we can be ourselves around. And and then she was describing like these two male teachers that she has who are funny, who are warm, who are, you know, exciting in class. It doesn't mean they tap dance or whatever, but they just make it fun and engaging. And then, you know, those are like her fountain teachers who pour into the class and, and really everybody feels good for the most part while they're there. And they, you know, they feel connected. And then there are those ones that are a drain. Like maybe in this case, the teacher doesn't even acknowledge the kids coming in the room or um, it's like straight to business, like open your books and this is what we're doing. And it's, I think about too, like in my own experience, you know, times when you get kind of caught up in, and I think this as parents, we can get caught up in that day-to-day life and, and forget to check in and, and not that we ever intend to do that, but, you know, it can create this barrier. And the more that we can be a fountain, and again, doesn't mean being perfect, but the more we can pour into people, the better, and the better it makes them feel. And so posing that question to your daughter or the girl in your life is like, how could you be a fountain for other people? And who are the fountains in your life? And, you know, I think, We all need those people and not everybody is going to be those people for us and that's okay. And it's really teaching your daughter to discern like who are the fountains in my life and who are the drains and going back to teachers like, you know, there are going to be ones that your kids connect with more than others and, and some people are aware of that and some people aren't and, you know, it doesn't necessarily make them a bad teacher if they're not because as I've stated before, I'm very pro teacher and I think more people just value the relationships. I think most teachers do. And same thing with other kids in your daughter's life. Like, you know, it's her noticing who are the friends that are like fountains to me. Like I'm drawn to want to hang out with them. I want to be around them. I feel better when I'm with them. And again, that doesn't mean they never have conflicts because I think teaching girls that conflicts are part of friendship. Like you have to also voice your needs and concerns and things, but like more times than not, you feel great when you're with them. That is really good to teach them. And it also builds that intuition of like, okay, listen to your Listen to your body, listen to your voice of when, or your inner self, you know, that feeling of when you feel great around people and notice how they act. So my guess would be every girl that I've ever talked to in my own experience too, it's like the people that, that are fountains in your life, you love being around them because they're fun, they you have things in common, you do fun things together. You're also able to get real with them. So it's not like you have to always stuff your feelings or never talk about anything real. So it's those people that really get you and you get them and you feel great when you're with them. And that's like being a fountain. On the other hand, there are those drains of of friends. 
where they gossip a lot or they're always complaining. They're, you know, putting themselves or others down. Like they're doing things, excluding maybe. They're doing things that are draining. And sometimes I think some friends, because you might be asking, well, why would my daughter ever hang out with someone like that? Sometimes, especially when girls are friends with, with girls for a long period of time and then things start to change or new friends get into the mix and they start kind of draining the friend group and they kind of, they don't do it all the time, but they do it enough to where it's starting to bother your daughter. And it's just really noticing that and thinking like, okay, is this person like draining the energy out of me? And if so, what can I do about it? So it's like, okay, could I you know, go play with someone else or go hang out with someone else? Could I spend less time with that person? So it's, it's really giving her the, the awareness of how do I feel when I'm around certain people or when I'm in certain situations. Now that doesn't mean that they never challenge themselves or meet new people. You know, sometimes situations can be challenging, um, like a fountain moment of like a, a situation could be like doing their favorite thing. If they're really into dance and they're like in their dance class and in their flow, then that's a fountain, you know, environment, um, especially if it's very encouraging and positive. And at the same time, you can be doing what you love and then people in class can kind of be a drain. So it's like noticing what that's like for them and controlling what they can control. Because as much as I'd like to say we can control it and like leave every situation that drains us, sometimes you're kind of forced to be in that class or around those people. And so then it's like protecting your own energy and like how much you interact with them that can that can protect that feeling, you know, of not getting sucked into all of the, the negative feelings and, and feeling drained yourself. So if you think about like as a parent, you know, I think about myself as a mom and you might be thinking about yourself as a mom or dad or and or whoever you are in in the girl's life and you know sometimes it's like when you pour into other people like a fountain overflows you can kind of run out of your own like run out you know you can feel drained yourself and i think it's it's modeling for your daughter and the girl in your life and also having her be aware of like being your own fountain too and pouring into yourself too and also others. So, you know, balance is always a, a tricky word because I don't believe that there's ever true, true balance, like in every area of your life. I think it's it's something that people strive for and it, it can be really hard because, you know, in when you give so much to other people, especially your kids, it's like sometimes you can feel so depleted yourself and it's modeling those things for your daughter, like, you know, going for a walk yourself or, you know, taking time to do something that you love is really important as well. And teaching her that like, yes, you should pour into other people and be a fountain. You should also do the same for yourself too. And it's not selfish and it's not, you know, taking away from anyone else. It's, it's doing both. So I know I hear from a lot of moms that they like pour so much into work and family and kids and, and they feel like they're running like a million miles an hour and doing all the things and they just run out of energy for themselves. So it's like really draining for you. So it's remembering how to pour back in yourself too, even if it's for 
10 minutes in the morning if you're, you know, drinking your coffee or your tea and you're listening to a podcast or you're, you know, writing in your journal or you're just sitting in silence and doing nothing. Whatever that means for you, I think sometimes self-care can get kind of a bad rep because there's so much pressure about self-care, do self-care. And sometimes it's like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, what does that even look like? And it's really breaking it down and making it very simple for you and what that means for you and teaching your daughter to do the same thing. It's like, what do I need for my mind? Right now I just need silence. Or what do I need for my body? Like I need to just get outside and walk around the yard a little bit. Or I need to, you know, make something for myself that, you know, maybe I want to draw for a little bit and not worry about the outcome. Or maybe I want to listen to music or just whatever it is for you. So I think it's modeling like how to pour into yourself and others and also noticing how she feels with other people in her life, you know, and taking inventory of that and and checking in with her about it, like asking her things like what teachers does she like most and, and ask why, you know, and as they get older, it's usually something about homework, you know, not very much homework or, but I think you might be surprised by like, I didn't expect the girl to tell me that the teacher talks to her every day. I mean, it's so simple. Like people remember, it's like the Maya Angelou quote, people don't remember what you said or what you did, but how you make them feel is what people remember. A teacher acknowledging her and just saying, hey, I'm glad you're here today is so powerful. And I think even doing that with our kids, like, hey, honey, how are you today? You know, I'm happy you're home or whatever it is, like simple acts like that really make them feel seen and valued and I know those are like no-brainer type of things but I think in our busy lives we can sometimes forget the the very simple ways that we can help our daughters feel like really seen and valued and it's really taking in that inventory of who are the friends in my life who are a fountain and who are the drain and so it's having that common language in Girls Positivity Club, we always say, what's the yay in your day? So it's like looking for the good, and then what's the nay? What was something that was a challenge? And so fountain and drain can be another common language thing that you can develop with your daughter. Like, what was a, a fountain moment for you today? How did you pour into other people today? Or how did someone else pour into you? Or, you know, make you feel like a fountain. You can make it whatever you want. And then not necessarily asking like for the nays we don't ever like force a nay but like was there anything that drained you today and I think it just opens up a really good conversation and it can be a very quick check-in with your daughter and then like just knowing how your daughter feels loved I think that can be such a thing that is simple but complicated and I think it can change over time So one thing that came to mind was I was talking in a club the other day and one of the girls was like, yeah, on my birthday, because, you know, birthdays are special. On my birthday, my mom like decorates my my door and puts all these positive things on my door. And, you know, I have like a or I have like a nice note at my plate at the table or whatever it would be. And, you know, I love that so much. And this other girl in our club said, I wish my mom would do that for me. You know, I, my, my family doesn't really do those types of things. And I think it's, it's something to think about because 
when it's not a natural thing for us, like to me that's words of affirmations, if you think of the five love languages, when it's not something natural for us, I think we can often overlook that our daughters might need that. So it's asking what ways they like to be shown love. And I know that can feel kind of heavy to bring up, but just checking in with like, almost like how full is your bucket? Like, how are you feeling about, you know, how appreciated you are in the family? And you can share how you're feeling too. I think that's a great conversation to have. And if you're not sure how to do that, I'm a big fan of the five love languages. I think it tells a lot about a person by Gary Chapman. It's a book, but there's also a free online quiz you can go to. And there's a kid's version. So you could either take the version for your daughter, knowing her well, or you could have her take it. And it's I've done this with clubs, with classrooms, all of the things, because I think it's easy to overlook how they like to be shown love. And, you know, that girl in particular was looking for words of affirmation. And my guess would be that her parents, that's not their first way that they like to be shown love and care. So, meaning theirs might be acts of service. They might like, you know, things to be done for them and that are acts of service. Or they might like gifts. Or they might be more like a physical touch, like a huggy family. Or they might be more of quality time. So it's really just learning that about yourself and about your daughter and checking in with what she needs to be filled up or like overflowing like a fountain. And then ways that she can give to others too. I also think about like ways that you can give back together as a family. And, you know, in November, I did this challenge that was Charlie Rocket was doing called Best Day Ever, which is acts of kindness. So I had the girls in our club, like we all planned acts of kindness and we did it on these certain days in November. And I did this with my son and his girlfriend and we went to a nursing home and we passed out roses to the residents and we I used to work in a nursing home, so I have a really soft soft place in my heart for that because I feel like it's a very needed community that needs attention. Like they, they don't often get visitors and things. And so we went and passed out roses and little signs that the girls in our club had made. And just the look on their faces, and not only that, the experience of giving that to my son and his girlfriend, they loved it you know, that we all felt really great afterwards and we didn't do it for recognition or to get a pat on the back. Like, yes, we were doing it for a special weekend, but it felt really good to have that intention together. So whether it's something very simple, like baking cookies for your neighbor or painting kindness rocks and putting them on a walking trail or um, writing positive, you know, notes to people in your family, things like that, make a huge difference and to me are fountain moments. And it's when we get disconnected with with people and when we forget to do those things that it can it can kind of drain them or make them feel like a little bit invisible. And I don't think that's ever an intention that anyone has, you know, and, and I think it's just good to be aware of that. And I think also teaching your daughter, you know, what her fountain moments are for herself, like when she encourages herself, being your own cheerleader is a big thing that we talk about a lot. It's like, how are you doing that for yourself? How are you, you know, being a fountain for yourself? 
And is there anything draining you? And oftentimes those are like self-doubt or comparison, things like that. And it's, you know, again, having that open communication with your daughter and knowing where she's, you know, needing more support, that's, that's really crucial. And raising that awareness and that common language you can have with her, that's really good. And I think too, just like showing her that you're not perfect and that you have those moments where you feel either a drain from people at work or situations in your own childhood. Again, they all love to hear like childhood stories. Anytime you can share like fountain moments where you've poured into other people or they've poured into you or drain moments. And, you know, just having those conversations is really, really important. And asking for what you need. I think in the case of the girl that said, I would love that on my birthday. I think it can feel a little awkward sometimes for them to bring things like that up, but normalizing that and being like, you know, what makes you feel special on your birthday? What types of things do you like? Or in day-to-day life, like, do you like it when I leave you little notes? And I think even writing a little note to them and like putting it on their bathroom mirror or putting it next to their, you know, plate at dinner or on their gym bag or whatever it is, like, or sending a text, just like a random text. Hey, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm super proud of you for how hard you've been working on this. And just want to let you know that I love you. Simple things like that are a huge fountain moment for them. So checking in is huge with that. And I think there are lots of ways that you can do that. And it also just opens up that you know, conversation like, is there anything that's draining you right now that I can support you in is really important. And then thinking like, okay, what could change that? What could help you feel better? You know, what activities make you have those fountain moments and, you know, figuring out how you can incorporate those into her life regularly and in yours too is really important. So that is what I was thinking about with being a fountain, not a drain. I thought that was a great quote, and I love sharing insight that I hope could help you in your daily life with your daughter. And I'm always open to suggestions for topics or things that you would like to hear on the podcast. So please feel free to reach out to me at Girls Positivity Club on all social media and then at gmail.com, Girls Positivity Club, at gmail.com if you ever have ideas for shows or anything else. And until next time, I hope you have lots of fountain moments and that your daughter does too. And I'm super grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining another empowering episode of the Raising Confident Girls podcast. Share today's insights with caregivers and friends building beautiful relationships with strong girls. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're not just a podcast, we're a community. Follow Girls Positivity Club on social media for more empowering content on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. This podcast empowers you supporting incredible girls. Let's create strong, beautiful relationships with the girls in our lives. I appreciate you listening today. Stay confident, stay connected. Until next time, keep raising those confident girls. You've got this.